0: Father, you are so good, you are so great, you're patient with us, you're compassionate, you're slow to anger and abounding with love. And this morning as we open up the scriptures and as we look at the topic of prayer, would you start a fire in our hearts and our souls to seek you with all of our being, to lay aside every weight, every distraction, every sin that ensnares us, to push those things aside and run hard after you, seeking your face. And may we be faithful priests to those around us bringing them before you in prayer, representing you well, speaking about you to them. But may we be faithful, talk to you about them. May we be faithful to pray. And so this morning I pray that this message would not be a heavy weight or condemnation for anybody, that it would be an uplift, an encouragement, a strengthening of something very basic and core that you desire and demand for all your people that we be people of prayer. And so I invite you to speak this morning, speak through me, speak through the scriptures, give us ears to hear, lead us into your will, into your agenda. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I want you to think for just a moment. Who is the most prayerful person you know? Just think for a moment. Who is somebody that you've known growing up or somebody that you know currently that you would say, that person right there is the most prayerful person I know? And who has, through their prayers, impacted your life the most? Whose whose prayers have you benefited the most from in this life? Have you known somebody in your walk, in your Christian walk, all about the Lord pursuing God sincerely, purely, passionately, fervently, and faithfully in prayer? Those are the kind of people we want to run with. 2 Timothy says, flee useful lust, pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call out on the Lord with a pure heart. We want to run with the kind of brothers and sisters who have purity of heart and are going hard after God, who are turning away from sin. Who do you have like that in your life that you're earnestly pursuing God with that has prayed for you and your life has been greatly benefited through the prayers? It may be a a, a number of people who have contributed uh, through their prayers to where you are in your spiritual journey today. I would say that I became a Christian partly because of the prayers of other saints who were bringing me before the throne of grace, asking for mercy and grace for my soul, for my wretched soul headed for jail and hell. Somebody was praying for me and putting me on prayer list and and was very unashamedly doing so. Uh, And so God brought about salvation for Keith Dollar through the prayers of other saints. This is profound to me that the sovereign God of the universe would choose to accomplish his will through the prayers of weak, frail humans like you and me. God has chosen to to bring about his kingdom and his will on earth as it is in heaven through your prayers and my prayers. And it's a profound mystery that we see in Scripture that God is sovereign, in control, reigning over all the universe. Yet he has given this great privilege and responsibility to you and I, saints, to be people of prayer, to change things on the earth for the better, for the good of all humanity, and especially those around us. And I believe that God is taking us deeper here at City Church in prayer. I believe that he has so much more for us to experience in our relationship with him. And if you're like me and there is an ache and a longing in your soul for more of God and you know that there's something missing, you know there is more to be had of God and his will and his fullness and his glory and his love and his life and his joy flowing through your being and in your family and those around you, then know that prayer is the answer and the means for that. Prayer is the solution. Prayer is what God calls all his people to faithfully engage. And that's, that's what we're going to look at today. From Colossians chapter 4, there's a lot of passages that we can look at when it comes to prayer. We can go back to Abraham in, in the book of Genesis, who when, when God told him that he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham began to intercede, and he said, God, this is what he said. Genesis 18, 23, Abraham then drew near and said, Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Abraham appeals to the character and nature of God. God, are you going to do that? And so he pleads, and he's like, hey, you know, what if there's 50 righteous there, God? God says, well, I'll spare that place, Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, well, God, what about if there's 40, there's 30, there's 20, if there's 10? God says, I'll spare that place. And God spared righteous Lot and his two daughters. Or we could go back to Moses in, in, in Exodus 20, where God was ready to pour out his anger on the Israelites, whom he had graciously delivered from Egypt out of bondage. And Moses pleads to God, and he says, God, remember God of Ab- remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by yourself and said, I will multiply your offspring as the stars of the heaven in all this land. I promise you I will give that offspring to you. They shall inherit it forever. And the Lord relented from disaster that he had spoken of bringing on his people. Exodus 32 so we can look at Abraham, we can look at Moses, we can go to the example of First Samuel, the prophet, who was a prophet in Israel, and, and he said these words in First Samuel twelve twenty-three. He said, Far be it from me that I sin against the Lord and ceasing to pray for you. But I will instruct you and show you the way that's good and right. Samuel said, It would be sin. He would be sinning if, as a spiritual leader, he failed to pray for the people of Israel. He would be in sin. And I consider that to be so, too. And I take the responsibility as a pastor here at City Church Garland. I take the responsibility of praying for you seriously. And I carry you in my heart. I bring you before the throne of God. And pray for his will to be accomplished in your lives. To pray for God's good plans to be unleashed in your lives. And for God to open the windows of heaven for you and your family. For God to heal you. For God to protect you. For God to keep you. For God to show you more of himself. For God to mature you and shape you and make you more like Jesus. For God to give you more opportunities to share The gospel for God to help you to disciple your family and lead your families well. And to be people of prayer. And to be people who are gospel centered, To be people who have the word of God deep inside of them. Who are strong and firm. And who won't be tossed around by every wind of doctrine that comes. I take that seriously. Because I love you. And I'm committed to helping you be, church, all that God has called you to be. And I'm committed to helping you do all that God has called you to do. And this, isn't, this is not intercessory prayer. Is not just a call for pastors, prophets, evangelists, teachers, or the, the, the super saints. Don't think intercessory prayer is just for the Navy SEALs of Christianity. Intercessory prayer is something that God calls all his people to participate in. And when I'm talking about intercessory prayer, simply put, the definition, uh, English dictionary says the intercession is the act of saying a prayer on behalf of another person. That simple. Just praying for another person. We should pray about our own needs, but our prayer should not stop there. If we only pray about our own needs and we never get beyond our own needs and, and and start looking out to those around us and pray for those around us, then we're in danger of praying selfishly and asking for, with selfish motives. And God doesn't want us to just pray selfishly at all. It's legitimate to pray for our own needs, and we should. But we should pray about those around us, for those around us. Notice in the Lord's Prayer how Jesus taught his people to pray. He used language like, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Forgive us, lead us not into temptation. Have you ever noticed that? He he said it in the plural. And I think that that implies that we should be mindful of those around us when we're praying. And we should pray for others and have this corporate mindset when we pray. That it's not just about us and our family, but it's about the church. And not just the church but the lost world around us that needs our prayers too. And as we'll see, we're commanded to pray for as well. So here's the big idea. Here's where we're going this morning. God calls Christians to be people devoted to prayer who petition not only for their own needs, but faithfully and fervently pray for others. May God pour out a spirit of grace and supplication upon City Church Garland, and may he raise up prayer warriors, intercessors in this place, and may we give ourselves to prayer until we see the kingdom of heaven invade earth. That's what we're aiming for, okay? Okay. And prayer is, is an attack on the status quo of life. If you just want to be comfortable and have status quo, uh, then, then, then prayer is going to challenge that comfortable position in life and that status quo that you may be seeking. Being people of intercessory prayer calls us, uh, God calls us out to sacrifice, to labor as, as we'll see here. So let's, let's open up the scriptures here and look at Colossians chapter 4. Verse 2 and 3, and then we'll look at verses 12 and 13. Colossians 4, verse 2 says, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us, that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ, on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. Go down to verse twelve. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has worked hard for you, and for those in Laodicea and Hierapolis. <laughs> Amen. We could also look to the Apostle Paul as an example of intercessory prayer. Uh, By the way, before Paul, Paul requested that the the Colossians pray for for him and and those, his traveling companions. Pray for us. Notice the us language. It wasn't just pray for me. Pray for us. I'm praying for y'all. Y'all pray for me. Okay. Okay. I covet y'all's prayers. I desire y'all's prayers. I need y'all's prayers to minister effectively to see the fruit and the change that we want to see in these areas, right? So Paul's asking for that. But Paul, it's his common practice in many of his letters to open up the letter with, I always thank God for you guys, and I don't stop praying for you, asking that he fill you with the knowledge of his will. That you be fruitful in every good work, fully pleasing him, walking worthy of his calling, being strengthened to do his will, right? So he prays for stuff like that. That you increase in the knowledge of God. That's, uh, Colossians 1, he opens up with that. He talks in Ephesians one he prays that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you would know the hope of your calling, the riches of the glory and inheritance that 's in the saints, the power that works towards us, who believe and, and so on and paul Paul tells the saints i 'm always praying for you guys I'm like I, I'm, this guy i 'm challenged when I read statements like that from paul it 's like what else is he doing besides praying for the saints and preaching the gospel. Doesn't he have a life? He sure does. He had, he had a kingdom life, a kingdom-focused life. And, but, and granted, he was in prison a lot, and actually this letter uh, was a prison epistle. And so I think if I was in prison, I would be praying a lot more too because I would have some more free time on my hands, right? I would be writing letters too, you know? Uh, and then I would also be preaching the gospel to others around me. So the Apostle Paul is a great example of that, of, of, of an intercessor. But I, I, wanna, I wanted to kind of use a different, highlight a different example for us today because I think when we read about somebody like a Paul or Abraham or Moses or Elijah or Moses. By the way, I love what it says about Elijah in James 5. It says, he was a man with, nat- with passion, like passions of us. In other words, he, he had his weaknesses and struggles too but he prayed fervently and he prayed effectively. God heard and God responded. That should encourage us, okay? And I hope this encourages us as well today, looking at this example of Epaphras. He's just this, he seems like this common, ordinary guy who loves Jesus, who's a part of the church and who's who's praying for the saints, who's praying for for the Colossians. And so, so Paul starts off this, he starts with this, uh, exhortation to prayer continue steadfastly in prayer some translations i think the niv says devote yourselves to prayer when i when i hear those words devote yourself to prayer i can't help but be reminded of the early church in acts two forty two. they were devoted to prayer to the apostles teaching to the breaking of bread and to, to fellowship Okay, they were about the kingdom business, they were, and God poured out His Spirit on them. They were people of prayer, and when God poured out His Spirit, they became more of a people of prayer, energized by the Spirit. Amen? Uh, I think it's uh, Andrew Murray who said this in his book on intercessory prayer. Where there is much prayer, there will be much of the Spirit, and where there is much of the Spirit, there will be ever-increasing prayer. Amen? May that be so here. So intercessory prayer is something that God calls all his people to. And I just want to convince you of that. It's not just for the super saints. It's not just for those who seem to have the special call of being an intercessor. That's like saying, well, only certain, like for the evangelists. Well, only the evangelists are supposed to evangelize. No, all Christians should evangelize and go go share the gospel with others, right? And, and so... Every Christian's called to be devoted to prayer. Paul Paul says, be watchful in it or alert. I can't help but think about what Jesus told his disciples when he went to pray in the garden. He said, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Are you struggling with sin and temptation in your life right now? Well, prayer will help fortify you and stand strong against the temptations of the enemy. Jesus said, watch and pray, lest you enter temptation. And these are some of Jesus' top guys, Peter, James, and John. And what do they do? Jesus? Jesus was asking them, inviting them to pray and be a part of this important time in redemptive history. And these guys are sleeping on the job. I think we can all relate. Before we're too hard, before I'm too hard on them. I think we've all had our moments where we go to our knees or we go to, to pray and we're, we fall asleep or we get distracted with emails, text messages, or whatever, or getting breakfast, right? And so we too are, are weak when, and we need God's help. You know, Romans eight twenty six says, we don't know how to pray as we ought to, but the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, and He makes intercessions for us with groanings that, that cannot be uttered. And so be watchful in prayer. Be alert. If you want to be ready and you don't want to get sideswiped by some tragedy or some terrible thing that happens in your life, be prayerful. And you can actually avoid certain things happening or not happening in your life by praying. You know, there are some things that won't ever happen if you don't ever ask God for them. James says you have not because what? That's profound to me, especially for somebody who has such a high view of the sovereignty of God and the reality that God's in charge. I'm, I'm humbled by this, and I'm challenged by this, that God has set it up in such a way that, that there are certain things that if I don't say, God, please help me with this, or ask specifically for certain things, he says, we won't get them. And so God invites us into this place of prayer. And we're to do so with thanksgiving. We don't just bring our shopping list or laundry list to God in prayer. We need to thank Him for all the ways that He has been so, so good to us. We need to saturate our intercession with thanksgiving. So notice uh, in, in Ephesians 6, Paul calls the Ephesians to make supplication for how many saints? All the saints. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to the end. Keep alert with pers- with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, his prayer request again. And so we should pray for all of God's people. We should pray especially for the church that we're a part of here. And I just posted a list of our members at, at City Church Garland on our Facebook page. Uh, uh, group there, and you can take that list and just pray over that list of members of those who, are, who who are here at City Church. We should also make prayer and intercession for all people, not just Christians. Notice First Timothy, Paul says. First of all, I then I urge that supplications, prayers, and intercessions and thanksgiving be made for how many people? All, all people. That would include Mr. Donald Trump. Right. Okay. Andrew and hillary clinton or whoever you want to put in that somebody you like or somebody you dislike no no it keeps going for kings and all who are in high positions that we may may live a, a peaceful and quiet life do you want to le- lead a peaceful and quiet life yes. have a good life and do you want to see people get saved that we may live a peaceful and quiet life godly dignified in every way this is good and it's pleasing in the sight of god that we ask Intercession that we pray that we be people of prayer that we pray for our leaders that we pray for all people not just the saints We thank god for them We intercede because god may use your intercession to to bring somebody to christ Verse four who desires all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth That's god's heart. He wants to save people and you can be a part of that He invites you and I in on that. It's profound to me Okay he also, prayer is also necessary for effective evangelistic ministry. Notice that Paul requests prayer for an open door for the gospel to be preached. He requests prayer that he would be able to clearly get the word out and that he would speak as he ought to. I feel this necessity myself as a preacher. I feel this necessity for, for any fruitfulness that we're going to see in outreach. I mean, I feel like I know how to do some outreach stuff. But you know what? I know that apart from Jesus, I can do nothing. I can produce no lasting fruit. And apart from prayer, apart from our outreaches and evangelistic endeavors being saturated in prayer, we are going to see very little fruit. We need to saturate our church in prayer, our outreaches in prayer, one another in prayer. And I think this is... This is what we've been lacking as a church. And I think God is graciously calling us into more of this. I, I, I wouldn't say we're not a praying church. We are. I know you guys. I know we pray. I know you pray. I know many of you have faith, faithfully are having quiet times with God. That's great. Keep doing that. But let's, 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 expand. let's let God enlarge our hearts for more than just us and our family. But let's let God enlarge our hearts for our church family. Let's let God enlarge our hearts for the community around us, the lost world around us, and let's enter into anguish and labor for them in prayer. Ian Bounce says this: talking to people about God is a great privilege, but talking to God for people is is greater still. How beautiful. Amen. He wrote. He, he has written a lot of good stuff on prayer if you want to read on his stuff. So we, if we're going to be effective in outreach, we need to be a prayerful. Uh, number three there, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers, that you may stand fully assured in the will of God. Notice that that prayer, intercessory prayer is an expression of love. What better way to, to show love to somebody by, than by praying for them, I mean, think about those people who have faithfully prayed for you and how you feel loved by them. Right. There's love that's communicated and displayed through our prayer for others. Andrew Murray, in his book, Intercessory Prayer, says, It is a lack of love that causes shortcoming in prayer. True love must pray. And by the way, intercessory prayer must be... Intimacy with God must be maintained for intercessory prayer to be sustained. Say it again. Intimacy with God must be maintained for intercessory prayer to be sustained. You can bring your shopping list to God every day and check the box off and oh, I prayed for so and so pray for so and so and have a stale, dry, ineffective prayer time and you 're just check, checking the box off My. but effective, passionate, fervent prayer is something that flows out of this connection with God we don 't just go to God like a candy machine or, or uh, you know th- this genie who gives us what we ask without this relationship with Him, knowing Him in a deep intimate way and we should be more in in prayer we should be more concerned about the hallowing of his name than the asking of bread daily bread right our father in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread Ask for your bread, ask for the rent money, ask for what you need in life to get by. But don't make that the number one thing in prayer. Make the glory of God's name, the howling of his name, his kingdom coming, his will being done on earth as it is in heaven. And until we're willing to say, not my will, but yours be done, our prayers aren't going to be very effective. If we're going to pray effective prayers, we need to, to, to love the will of God, embrace the will of God, know the will of God, and pray it. Pray, God, your will be done. What a better, I can't think of a better way to pray God's will than to just take scripture. Take the promises of God and say, God, you said this in your word. And then you appeal to his promises. You appeal to his character. God, you're gracious. You're compassionate. You're loving. And you lay a hold biblically of what God has said and who God has revealed himself to be. And say, God, would you do this because of your namesake? Because of the glory of who you are and for the good of these people that you love. Would you do this? take his promises stand on his promises promises like john fifteen seven. if you abide in me and my word abides in you you can ask whatever you desire and it'll be given to you take that to the bank take that to as, as a blank checkbook to god but of course know this if you're abiding in him and his words abiding in you th- your prayers aren't going to sound like god i need that 2018 car because right. my 2010 car is not as comfortable Your prayers are going to change. Your desires of your hearts are going to change. Abiding in Him, delighting in Him. Those things that you ask for will align more with His heart. And intercessory prayer should be an outflow of intimacy with God, knowing His heart. The more we get to know His heart and know Him and His heart for people, the more we'll be burdened for people and carry love and compassion for them. He'll share that with us and we'll begin to pray it. And if we feel burden and compassion for people and we don't bring it to God in prayer, it will wear us out and weigh us down and make life really hard for us. You guys know, know about Jeremiah the prophet, the weeping prophet? And he was so burdened for the people of God, which is a beautiful thing and a good thing. But we got we got to not only feel the burden of God for people, enough to pray for them, but we need to Roll that burden off to God in prayer until we, we give it to him. Amen. And that's what this guy Paphros did. He's one of you. He, I mean, he's not an apostle. Uh, he's not named as a pastor or teacher or there might, you might argue he was an evangelist and leading some uh, to the lord here but but he's he's one of you this is for all of us to enter in to be a part this is an expression of love and by the way jesus who's the ultimate expression of love you know what he's doing right now for us interceding. hebrews 7 25 says he ever lives to make intercession for the saints Amen. he's interceding for you he's standing on our behalf petitioning the god the father interceding on our behalf Praying for us to stand in the will of God. Praying that God would keep us from the evil one. Praying that we be sanctified by the truth. John 17, get a snapshot of what Jesus prayed for his followers. He prayed for the unity of the church, the purity of the church, the protection and deliverance of the church. So it's a lack of love that causes us not to pray for others. And, and, and this, is, this is something I, I should have got to earlier here. And this is kind of the, the crux of, of what I want to communicate. Intercessory prayer is hard work. Notice the language of, of struggling here that, that, that Paul uses. He uses it in Colossians 2, and he uses it in, in Colossians one twenty nine. that he struggled, he, he, he toiled, he labored, he struggled. Uh, one twenty nine says, by the energy working in him. It was was a grace thing that God gave him, the spirit working in him. But he labored, he toiled for the saints so that they can grow up into maturity. Paul did this. He says, Epaphras, he's doing this for you guys in prayer faithfully. He's working hard. He's he's anguishing over your souls, wanting to see you be mature and solid and firm in your faith. J.I. Packer says this. He says, if we are going to take time to think our way into the situations in personal lives on which we our intercessions focus, we may not be able to pray as many items and issues. Our amplifying and argumentation will, will then lift our intercessions from the shopping list prayer wheel level to the apostolic category of what Paul called struggle. That's tight. Yeah. That is tight. God calls us to struggle for one another, to labor for one another in prayer. And it's a labor of love. And that's what I've titled this message, a labor of love, intercessory prayer. It is a labor of love, and it's labor, and it's hard work, and it's a, it's a, it's a demonstration of the love of God. And notice also that, that intercessory prayer is necessary for effective discipleship. I mean, if you're investing in anybody and you want to see them come to maturity and grow up into all that God's called them to be, you have to pray for them. you got to cover them in prayer. Notice the focus of Epaphras' prayer. He was struggling on your behalf in prayers that you may stand mature and fully assured in the will of God. He's worked hard for you. Gosh, I love this guy, Epaphras. Maybe somebody, we got some, some kids coming in, into the family soon here. Maybe somebody can name their their son after Epaphras. You can call him Epap for short. Epap, you know, come on, man. My wife and I will have a conversation about that later. Epaphras. Yeah, he might have a hard time in school with with that name, Epap. But what an example. Just an ordinary saint. If you're an ordinary saint... This is something you can walk in as well. If you're just a child of God, loved by God, accepted by God, this is something I think that God wants to to call us into and take us deeper in. And you know what? We'll have a lot of joy doing this. While it's hard work and it's difficult, it's not easy, and you will have to get out of your comfortable position, you may have to give up some stuff to, to be an intercessor for others. Jesus did. It's what he called his, people, his disciples to do as well. But there's joy in it. And the joy, as Paul in Philippians talked about, the joy was being the, the saints, actually, this actually happening in the saints. I mean, I mean, just think mothers. We have one mother who has three grown daughters here today. And just the joy of seeing daughters grown up, married, graduated, and just the goodness of God on their life. What a joy that must be to see God's goodness fulfilled and accomplished in their life god's good plans coming the past what a great joy that would be for us to disciple others and to see them come to a place of maturity where they are discipling others and they are making a difference in other people's lives as well amen and so jesus i'm winding it down here jesus is our ultimate example you and i have failed to pray as we ought to and I think it's sin. When We know what's the good to do and we don't do it. It's sin. God says it's God's will that you pray always without ceasing. And you don't do the will of God for whatever reason. It's sin. And so we need to call it for what it is. It's sin. It's pride. Pride has led us to not pray because we got this. Leaning on our own understanding, our own resources. We know it's better. We can, we can make it happen. But God calls all his people to live in humble dependence upon him. The righteous live by faith. They trust. And one of the ways we display our faith and our love is through prayer. We we depend on God and we come to him and we say, Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you every hour. My one defense, my righteousness, oh God, how I need you. We have Jesus as our high priest, our great intercessor, interceding for us. And if you don't know of anybody that's praying for you right now here in this, this, on earth, you have a high priest, Jesus Christ, praying and interceding for you. You are being prayed for. He got you covered. And then you got the, the third person in the Trinity, the Holy Spirit making intercession for you and with groanings that cannot be uttered, praying according to the will of God, interceding according to the will of God for you. Romans 8:27. Romans 8:34, Jesus is interceding for us. This is love. This is love. And our intercession for others is an extension of His ministry. It's a way that you and I can be gospel-centered, Christ-like, and we can apply the gospel in a deeper way to our lives by doing what Jesus has done for us. He's made a way for us. He's died for us. More than that, he was raised for us, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. This is good news. Christ is our example, and may he give us grace to walk in his likeness. So I want to challenge you to make a prayer list of your church family. City Church is your church family. Get a prayer list of each one of us here and commit to praying for the church. Make a prayer list of lost family members, friends, co-workers, neighbors, classmates. But don't just pray for believers, but also pray for unbelievers. People that if they die, they will spend eternity in a Christless place of torment, hell. Pray for them. How can we not think about that being the destiny for unbelievers and not utter a prayer, a fervent prayer to God? Have mercy on their souls. We must be cold-hearted if we fail to do that. Participate in corporate prayer. We are praying now on Wednesday nights from 6 to 7. We had an awesome time of corporate prayer this past Wednesday. And if you can show up for that, come. If you bring your kids, we'll, we'll, we'll work something out. We had kids come from the neighborhood this past Wednesday, and we worked something out. It was fun. We had a VeggieTale video going on, but then they participated. It was, it was a sweet time, wasn't it? Amen. And so we're going to go after God, church. We are going to seek God. It is time to seek His face. It's time to call out on Him and ask for His mercy and grace. It's time to get His strength and His power. Billy Graham, when he was asked, what's, what's the successful ministry? It's about three things. Prayer, prayer, and more prayer. Charles Spurgeon, when he was asked, what's the secret to your spiritual power in your ministry? He said, knee work, knee work, knee work simple this is a simple message i'm not trying to be super profound here i'm just trying to spur us on to do what we know we should be doing by the grace of god by the power of the spirit being the wind in our sails. let's be a people of prayer establish a prayer partner it helps to pray with other people sometimes it's hard to just pray by yourself you should pray by yourself but if you need a kickstart and you need, you need somebody who can help fuel your prayers and that you can pray with, there's power in praying with other people in agreement, standing together in agreement. We're told in James 5, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another. Who do you have in your life that you can do that and you're doing that with? Amen? So I have two sermons here. I'm sorry. I'm going to close. Father, thank you thank you for this great privilege of prayer and God may we take it seriously may we be burdened for the things that burden your heart and may that lead us to anguish and travail and labor and struggle and prayer for others as a way of saying I love you I care about you I'm committed to you and God I know that we can't do this in our own strength I know we can't make this happen in and of ourselves we need your grace God we need the power of your spirit so would you fill us with your spirit would you show us your heart give us your heart God and by your grace move us into being a prayerful people and may we see you do what you did in the book of Acts may we see prodigals come home may we see miracles great things that we couldn't do ourselves May we see people coming to faith, families being healed and restored. May we give up meals to spend time praying and seeking your face. May we give up entertainment to spend time praying and seeking your face. May we really take this privilege and responsibility seriously, in Jesus' name. So as we sing this song, if you want to gather around... uh, if you, if you want prayer, just gather. We'll get in groups of like two, three, four, five. And let's just pray together. If you got a burden in your heart, you got a prayer request that you want to bring before the throne of grace, let's do that together. Or if you just need to just sit and let this soak in what you just heard, do that. That's fine too. Okay, but let's go after God in these next few minutes.